Alrighty folks, how you doing? Welcome back to the True Results 303 Podcast. Once again, I am Russell, your host. I want to thank you for tuning in. Your time is very valuable and you're spending it here. I hope that as we walk this journey together, you are picking up information, little tidbits that are going to help you not only improve your life, but improve the lives of those around you. Because there are times when we need to lead and there are times that we need to follow. And I hope that in listening to these podcasts, following me on social media, it's helping you know when to lead or giving you the motivation to step up and take that leadership role that those most important to you might actually need in their life at this point in time. So don't forget, follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, the YouTube channel, and the website, all those links are in the description box. If you visit the website, you can get three free downloads. One is on setting goals, and that's going to help you whether you're just getting into exercise, maybe you fell off the wagon and you haven't exercised in a while, or maybe you're an advanced exerciser, experienced, and you still are missing something. Something's not getting you to that next level. I said there's one on nutrition and on supplementation, giving you some of the basics on what you need and what can be helpful in those areas as well because we all know that nutrition is very important and sometimes supplementation will be needed to create that healthy lifestyle that you are wanting. So right there at the beginning, that's one of my favorite Conscious rappers, they might say. Christian rapper, that's D1 in Lecrae. The song is called Work. That is D-E-E-1. And Lecrae, the song is called Work. So like I said, thank you for tuning in. And let's get in to this episode. Alright folks, let's get into this week's episode on Finding Flow. Right Or getting in the zone is what they want to call it when you play sports. So hopefully if I remember, I'll bring a sports aspect into all of these and try to get a spiritual aspect as well. That's of course my goal in a majority of these podcasts, but sometimes I myself forget. So I was reading, well, when I first started ever reading a long time ago, I hated reading growing up. So, you know, until I was like 27, 28, I didn't read any books from high school on. I didn't read any until I was 27. I hated reading. Um, So I first started reading some books by, uh, I think it's Robert Greene. And, you know, it's like The Art of Seduction, uh, The Art of Power, something like that. Uh, And he had a book with 50 Cent called The 50th Law. So I was just rereading that book. I'm in the middle of it. And he brought up something about finding flow, staying in the flow. And he had four reasons or uh, four categories that would you need to control in order to stay in the flow. And when we find ourselves out of balance in these four areas, that's where we can lose flow. So, you know, 
the categories I agree with, but one of his explanations I'm not a fan of. So I'm going to be changing that one up. But once again, this is the you know some of these concepts are the the book, the fiftieth law. So one that he discusses is number one is mental flow, right? Or we can even call it mental health, I guess, mental flow. And what this is is I've made another uh, uh, YouTube video on being a jack of all trades, master of none. Right, and we've got to understand that in this world, everything works with each other. Right, that's like they're saying now with us spraying all the herbicides and pesticides, we're starting to kill the bees off. Well, if we kill the bees off, then we're no longer going to be able to pollinate plants, which means we're going to cut off, you know, fruits and vegetables, which we might end up cutting off of all vegetation, which then comes back to uh, how are we going to get the carbon monoxide or dioxide, whatever it is, switched over to oxygen so we can breathe. Everything works as a unit, right? Same thing, no matter what. So that's what he discusses as well is we need to make sure that we're kind of that jack-of-all-trade, master of none. And this is where I have in certain areas, you know, at certain times praised CrossFit. Now, I'm not a, a fan of, you know, Olympic lifts and things like that, especially that I'm getting older and... You know, I've mistreated my body for many years before I decided to get in shape and take my health seriously. So last thing I'm worried about is trying to injure myself with an Olympic lift or trying to do uh, that followed by something crazy. Uh, but, you know, I admire, you know, the the athletes that can do that. Um, so in that sense, it's, it's, you know, they're the jack of all trades, master of none. Of course, they can lift heavy, but there are definitely people that can lift heavier. But at the same time, they can walk on their hands and do all these other things, which is, which is uh, really impressive. Or same thing when you go to a doctor. Unfortunately, we've become so specialized in the world that the doctor can tell you you have high blood pressure and give you a medication. And unfortunately, they cannot tell you a holistic approach to healing yourself, right? They don't know how to heal themselves with food. They know nothing of nutrition. So it's very difficult to find a doctor that is well-versed in nutrition, you know, and disease control and, and health. So um, it's fine. It's hard to find that fine line. And mentally, if we can do that ourselves, you know, not get zoned in on one thing and be able to, you know, have a wide variety of topics, that's going to be great for us in in all experiences of life because you're always going to be able to or you're always going to come in contact with people that have different interests than you and you want to be able to hold somewhat of a conversation with those people when you meet them so next is going to be emotional flow or emotional health and this is that same concept of a lot of people right where we get really caught up in the good moments and then unfortunately we get stuck in those bad moments. So we're like skyrocketing up to happiness and then we're falling to the lowest of lows into depression. And we need to make sure that we can stabilize that to where you know, our extremes of up and downs aren't as short or aren't as long, aren't as high and low and we keep a mid-level and they're consistently dropping at the same pace you know they're you know just barely raising a little bit down a little bit up a little bit down a little bit not extremely happy and then you know majorly depressed it can be you know yeah it's good that's yeah, all right yeah it's good yeah it's all right and we need to learn to not dwell on these issues 
And, you know, I think that's going to help in any relationship, right? The last thing we want to do is be, is to be having emotional breakdowns. Sorry, I should have turned off my phone there. It's off. Is to be having emotional breakdowns like that when we're around people. Um, you know, I think when it comes to athletics, once again, that's going to be something that brings great value. You know, that's someone like if you're playing basketball, you come in, you get a good layup, you hit that jump shot, and then all of a sudden you're too busy celebrating and a bucket goes the other way. And it pretty much just negates anything that you, you know, all the work that you had just done. All because of that celebration, that not having that emotional control of yourself during crunch time, during the game. Right, so that's the thing we've got to understand as well, right? If you're in an endurance race, what happens? You come out the gate, you're pumped, you're running hard, and then by the time, you know, it's that same story of the tortoise and the hare. Then by the end of the race, you're burnt out and you can't finish. So we've got to learn how we can manage our emotions in life. And if we can do that as well, now we're getting closer to flow, to finding the zone and moving forward and becoming the leaders that we want to be. Next, he talked about social flow, social health. This is something I struggled with for the longest time, you know, feeling uncomfortable when you walk into a room of people. And I still do. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying to work on it. You know, I, uh, you know, I joined, uh, during the Knights of Columbus for uh, men. So, you know, you're in the meetings, you're talking, you're meeting new people. Um, I joined another group called the Young Catholic Professionals. I volunteer with that. Uh, so, you know, I'm meeting more people in that sense, getting to talk, singing at church and things like that. Um, but when it comes down to it as well, what he talks about is, you know, being able, like I said before, to conversate with people. Now, once again, you're not always going to, you know, be the smartest person in the room. You might come about... Uh, come across people that are way way more intelligent than you or you might not have as much to say but at least have enough to carry a conversation to where you can get them to talk right this is what they say you know i'm not a fan of dating advice really because a lot of the dating advice out there is just how to get laid but you know it's that same concept of asking the questions to bring more information out of the person that's just a great communicator so you want to be able to bring more information out of it. So although you might not be the one talking the most, you're a good listener. You're able to draw information and still gain value from the conversation. Or it's that same concept of being emotionally aware of the room and what people are doing. And now you can feed off of their energy the people that are in a low you can allow them to feed off of your energy so if people are way too high because that's what happens i didn't bring it up in the emotional one emotional stability that's how a lot of people get depressed right they're functioning all day trying to be the class clown and the happy person so they're functioning at that high level all day long and then when they get home they just crash and then they're just depressed for you know 10 hours straight when they're at home you know, and that's the same thing. When we're in that room, we can find that person with high, you know, the, the really vocal person, you know, and raise your level a little bit. Use that energy to feed off of, and then you can go over to the next person. They might be kind of down. You can kind of go down to their level, bring them out of that, and then you get to the point to where when you're moving in a room, you know, every, no matter what, people come away with a positive experience. They can be like, wow, you know, he's a really guy, he's a really great guy, cool to be around. 
blah, blah, blah. So being able to be socially aware and and being able to move in a room and talk to all these different people. So that's, you know, that's how all these things start to come together. Like I said, the world works in cycles. The world works together. And if we can find this within ourselves, this harmony, right, this rhythm, then we're going to be happy. We're going to be better off. And the last but not least is cultural flow, cultural awareness. And this is one I wasn't too fond of the way he described it. Uh, and he used... Uh, you know, musician, jazz musician, Miles Davis as um, his example. But what he had discussed was, you know, being the one to create a trend and not follow trends. And I'm not, I'm not a fan of that, right? Because just because you create a trend doesn't mean you're creating it. If you are not stable in all these areas, you're not creating, you could be creating a negative trend and leading people down that wrong path. So culturally, Cultural flow, I'm not a fan of. Okay, so this could be, you know, I mean, it's the same thing. Like they say, when you go to Japan, if you tip there, like in America, you tip whenever you eat at a restaurant, right? In Japan, that's taboo, right? That's the that's a sign of disrespect. Or in those countries, you chew with your mouth open, but in the United States, you don't. That's a you know, that's a sign of disrespect or you don't have manners. So you've got to understand cultures in that area so you can, uh, you know, you can mesh in well and not seem like that weird outsider. Uh, but culturally as well, I think, you know, it could be that same thing of jack of all trades, master of none of just learning all different types of sports, right? Just to where if not, at least you're athletic enough to step out on the field and hopefully do decent, right? I mean, isn't that what it should be about as well? Or in some, some way, shape, or form, being able to compete in whatever sport it is. Um, next, it's going to be, you know, it could be language, but what I was going with, since I am Catholic, you know, it's that same concept of why the Catholic Church has fallen so far behind is because not only are we afraid to... Uh, be different, but with the changing times, our Catholic teaching is being more validated day by day, year by year, our teachings. And unfortunately, since we have wanted to fit in or we don't even learn about the reasons why we believe what we believe, we do not understand our own culture and then we are overcome by that newest trend. Right, so so for instance, the the church is against pornography, and now it's coming out. Like Terry Crews just came out. I was addicted to pornography. It's ruined my life. These different actors and famous people are coming out with that. There's the no fap community. You know, I think this stuff is on scientific magazines and things like that. How these this destroys your mind, and and your and these things can destroy your life, your family life and stuff. You know, but unfortunately, we as Catholics have tried to avoid ourselves from the culture or we have just lost our culture and just molded in with the rest of society. When in reality, if we knew our own culture and then once again we are participating in the secular world, we can mesh the two together. And whatever your spiritual preference is, you know. And that's why in general, you know, a good Catholic in general is going to know about Buddhism, about Islam, about 
Hinduism, whatever the case may be. Any good spiritual person is going to know some aspects of any other form of religion or spirituality. Because if not, how are you going to have those conversations, right? How am I going to be able to have an intelligent discussion with somebody of another religion, another background, if I don't understand their religion, their background, their culture, right? So we need to be able to understand cultures, but at the same time, you don't lose your culture. You know, I think that's that's the problem with America. We're trying, we're, we're you know, me being more of that con- conservative uh, background, it's where I don't mind people coming here, doing whatever, you do it legally, whatever, but you understand you've got to become a part of our culture. Don't try to change our culture. Just like I'm not going to go over to another country and try to change their culture, but I'm going to still live my life, you know. It's the same concept with um, my mother's side's Hispanic. My grandparents didn't let my mother or anybody speak Spanish. They were just, it's you're going to speak English, that's the way it is. My My lady, she's Hispanic, and everybody in her family knows Spanish but her and her brother. Like her goddaughter who's... 12 is perfectly fluent in Spanish. Like, they're all fluent in Spanish. You know, there's different backgrounds. Her mom's side, who's fluent in Spanish and Hispanic, them, they're Democrats. Their dad's side, who's Hispanic, Mexican, fluent in Spanish, they're Republicans. I mean, it is what it is. But you know what? They're still proud to be American. You know, they don't, you know, I don't see any way where they're trying to change it, but they've kept the, the language and stuff, which I think is awesome. You know, it's it sucks for me when I have to go over there because I have no clue what anybody's saying if they're speaking Spanish. Um, I know a little bit, but definitely not fluent because I took it in school. But, uh, you know, I'm definitely not fluent in it. But once again, I'm just going to end it there. We've got to find flow, control in all in those four areas. And that's going to bring us into the zone in every aspect of life. Right. Like I've said before, we've, we've got to have you know we've got we're juggling all these different things and once you drop one of those balls right everything gets messed up and we've got to make sure that we are controlling all areas mental emotional social and cultural right and once we can flow and and uh, take control of all these areas and aspects of our life great things are going to happen and people are going to notice so in reality If you can control these, you can control almost anything. But we've also got to understand that sometimes we we do not have control over what's happening around us. That's just the way the world is. Sometimes we don't have control at all. And, you know, sometimes being in control is letting go of the will and seeing what happens and being able to improvise. But once again, you cannot be aware of the situation if if you're not aware of... Your, your mental abilities, your emotional abilities, your social and your cultural abilities. You still have to be zoned in in those areas in order to be able to properly dissect and understand a so-called chaotic environment. So, there we go. I hope this helps. I'm going to end it right there, folks. So once again, don't forget to follow on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, the YouTube channel, Mind, Body, Spirit, Fitness, There's nutrition, exercise, fitness, motivational, spiritual, Catholic, Christian. All those good things are balled up into one. If you're on iTunes, please subscribe. Please leave a review. 
that's going to help me out greatly. And stay tuned for the next episode.